0: Hello friends, come on in, you know where to sit. At this point you know where the tea is. All of our officers are more than happy to accommodate you with whatever you may need. Today is a long episode. Now editing these, I could have broken it up into an hour segment and made it two episodes, However. I think I've done enough of the cliffhangers, don't you think? It's time I reward you with a long episode. And besides, I have to prepare you for the finale of the season. Before we dive into the story, I would just like to give a shout out to our sponsors, which are Level Up Dice, Ten Quills Dice, and The Crafty Gamer. While Level Up Dice are providers of boutique, semi-precious stone, metal, wooden, glass, and resin dice for all of your TTRPGs and 10 Quill's Dice is the provider of special D10 sets specifically for those RPGs that require them. The Crafty Gamer are providers of laser-engraved accessories, as well as apparel for your favorite TTRPGs, and the Aromas of Adventure, which are designed specifically to enhance immersion while playing in your favorite game. They have many different scents, from reed diffusers to incense to wax melts to sprays, But I'm here to talk about the candles, which are hand-poured and made of soy. All three of us have one of their delightful candles, I burn mine every time I play my games, and they're absolutely delightful, I cannot hype them up enough. From what I understand, they have 26 different scents, and would love to get that number up to 30 by August, come Gen Con. So if you're in the area, go check out their booth and all of their wonderful things. If you'd like to support the podcast and snag some aromas of adventure for yourself, head on over to the link in our bio and use the code all capitals, no spaces, the writer's room for 10% off your next purchase. The links for level up dice and 10 quills dice are also in our bio, which is the description here in the episode. And as always, thank you very much for your support. It means that we can keep telling stories and keep making this wonderful podcast. Speaking of stories... Let's get back to it, shall we? There is a trigger warning here. The content discussed in tonight's episode has to do with slavery and themes of indentured servitude. There is also a mild scene of bullying and misgenderment. I will put timestamps for those sensitive areas. Are we all comfy and cozy? Remember, this is a long one. Alright. Article 29. The Old North Wind. Somebody roll me a d10. I got it. Three. It is nighttime in the Atabayan. The moon is full, obscured by cloud cover. But every once in a while, the moon will just disappear entirely and reappear. So when it does appear, it is bright as fuck. (laughs) 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 Of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be? (laughs) The sea is choppy. It is a little colder tonight as north winds are pushing down into the Atabayan. And you are on your way, as the camera fits peeking out from behind one of those clouds like the moon. We are looking down at the White Rose, who is gleaming in the moonlight. The sails are sheer and beautiful and bright, bathed in this star's glow. And as we descend, Everyone on the ship is moving. Roz is swinging through, getting the sails ready, tying them down. Charles is running around arming people, making sure that the harpoons are ready to go if need be. Agnes, Jory, Hawthorne are running around getting everything ready with their people. Klaus is getting ready for some intense medical assistance should it be needed. And got Ursa down there, making sure all the cargo is set and ready and good to go. Jesse, you're at the helm. It is cold tonight. It is fall in the Atabayan, which it doesn't normally drop below high 60s, but for some reason tonight, the wind has a bite to it. The sea is almost fighting you. The waves are real choppy.
1: Waylon's probably got one of his cable knit sweaters underneath his coat at this point. Got like the marksman gloves where it's the pointer and the middle finger. The ship is quiet. People know that something is about to go down. Yeah.
0: I believe everybody knows what's happening right now.
2: They feel the same level of energy. The air is charged.
1: Yeah. That electricity before a storm. And that quiet rage of, you fucked with our people, and now hell is coming for you.
0: Yep. Come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. Jesse, you hear Roz's voice. Capitano. hi I can see them ahead of us. If we're going to drop the sails, we should do it now.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Eyes up, crew.
0: Roz pulls one rope, and it almost feels colder. It's like that cold, damp.
2: It's another breeze that hits you just the wrong way. You're like, oh, I think this breeze isn't that bad. And then it cuts through you, and you're like,
1: oh. It's like right to the bone.
0: You feel that, and your sails are active. The camera cuts over to the nightingale. We get a glimpse of what's going on on their deck, and they're getting ready for sailing. Yeah, it's a little choppy, and yeah, it's a little rough. But we see two men come up from below decks to the person at the helm. Like, Sir, we got her safely stored away with the rest of them. Someone in the crow's nest goes, Captain. What do you see, sailor? I thought I, I thought I saw something. I, it was right. It was right out there. And everybody looks and holds out their spyglasses, and there's nothing. Through the spyglass, we can see just the empty ocean and the moonlight brilliantly illuminating the water. The moon is hitting the water just right that the waves are actually refracting some of that light. Ah, fuck. Well, I'm lucky you can see something. There's nothing out there. It's probably just the waves. Don't worry about it. And they go off on their way. They have no idea you're coming, and because of the sales, they will not have any idea you're there until it's already there. Gentlebees, this is a dramatic sequence risk. Yeah, it is. You did not set out for a journey, but I would like to give you that option now. So what two benefits do you want?
1: Let's take a look. <sighs> Let's see.
0: So we got Man of sales Sails, Ten the Guns, Back in the Bilge, and Culling Crew.
1: I feel like Culling Crew is probably a good one.
0: Also, not to overwhelm you with anything right now, but I do want to make mention that these are not the only four that you can have.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: If there's another category that you guys come up with that can be led by an officer, I'll make a benefit for it and we can just do that too. Mm-hmm. These are by no means the only ones that exist.
1: Well, man, the sales is a little difficult because we don't have Mama Coco at the moment.
0: The first name there is the person who leads it. The second person there is the subsidiary, the second in command in that venture.
1: Gotcha. Ev, what are you thinking?
2: I think culling crew and in the bilge. That's what I'm thinking. That way we're going to take less damage. It'll take less time for us to get up north.
1: For any reason, if we do get into any manner of ship battle with the Nightingale. It's outfitted for shit like that, so backing the bilge is probably a pretty good idea. What do you think, Pat? Do you think that works? Yeah. Because we're not going to be on the ship for you
2: to fix it immediately, and then we don't need to go super fast, and we're not going to need the crew to man the guns.
0: So you have no intention of firing right now, is what you're saying? Right now. Okay, that's good to know.
2: That could change. We could end up switching.
0: Yes, absolutely. But uh, it's good to know that going into this, you're not. So anyway, I started blasting.
1: (laughs) Call the ambulance, but not for me.
2: We as the ship are not planning to.
1: Correct.
0: I came into this thinking that you guys are just going to be like, all right, fucking all guns out. Let's go. Let's fucking chase these bitches down.
2: So I think... The plan is stealth it up, get there, get on board, then guns, blazing, And then
0: all hell breaks
1: loose. Yeah.
0: I fucking... Unleash the dogs. Love it. Okay, cool. Oh boy, oh boy. So how are you approaching this personally?
1: I'm going wits and notice, because Hyde is taken care of. I'll tell you when I'm ready to activate it, but I am going to vanish and start maneuvering my way down to most likely the hull where at least Mama Coco is being kept, if not more people.
0: Yeah. So you're using wits because you know this ship. There's no way they could have structurally changed everything on the inside of the ship, so you know where you're going.
1: I know exactly where I'm going.
0: And you're going to take that with you into this, and also noticing the changes that have been made.
1: Noticing the changes that have been made, noticing the location of the crew, and because I know the outlay of the ship, I also know where people are most likely to be manned at each point in this vessel, judging by the size of the crew that they have outfitted the ship with. I probably have a good idea, bare minimum, how many people it takes to run this ship.
0: What class is your ship? How big?
1: Let's see. The Nightingale, I imagine, is a Carrack?
0: I could see a brig being outfitted.
1: Yeah, like a brigantine.
0: Yeah. Your guys' ship is a brigantine, and I imagine that the Nightingale might be bigger on the head of it with that knighthood.
1: Yeah, with the javelin. Oh, you know what? A Barkantine.
0: A Barkantine?
1: It's similar. It's very similar. It's fore and aft rigged. It has a square rigged foremast. It's already outfitted with that spear.
0: Okay. How many guns would you say?
1: Oh, maybe like 20.
0: Yeah. They need to make room for that big giant thing on the front.
1: Oh, that's true. So probably like maybe 12 at most.
0: You traded some of your firepower for that fucking special thing.
1: That's entirely fair.
0: Well, guns, three masts. Perfect.
1: Does Jesse know this ship? I don't think you would.
0: It is a fairly new ATC ship within the year.
1: The Nightingale was Wayland's vessel when he was with the Sea Dogs. So it was primarily around the waters of Avalon.
0: Mm -hmm. And then you took it across the sea.
1: Yeah, kept it secret, kept it safe.
0: And then it got stolen a year ago.
1: At least while I was alive, I did. And then that happened. And then I came back. Nope. Frodo didn't keep it secret nor safe. That's very true. <laughs> Flat out, like, ignored Gandalf on that. It's like, oh, I got you. Don't worry. There's literally six hours
2: of him putting it in danger. Or nine, depending on which one you watch.
0: <laughs> so I love that. Take two for flair. Beautiful. Jesse, how are you approaching this?
2: My approach is going to be panache and perform.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Jesse is going to pretend to be crewmates on the nightclub. Oh.
0: (laughs) Absolutely delightful. I fucking love the callback here of Wayland posing as an ATC officer in your first fucking mission, and you are just switching Ha, so good. I can't even fucking write this, guys.
2: Actually, I'm going to change perform to convince... A couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. Convince everybody that he's part of the crew, like blending in, Mm -hmm. as well as convincing some people to mutiny. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Two for one.
0: Convince literally is when you're assuring someone you're completely honest with them and they should trust you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love it.
2: Jesse's going to grab someone else's coat and someone else's hat and look like a clown for a little bit.
0: Charles actually has a petticoat as his dress blues.
2: Jesse's feeling a little petty tonight, so let's live it up.
1: <laughs> uh, it's time.
0: In the petticoat, let's
1: go. Oh,
0: God. So, yeah, Charles has a, a petticoat and not a tricorn hat. The front of it is sheared off.
2: He'll do the coat. He'll grab a bandana and wrap it around his head. In his quarters, he just has like a junk drawer.
0: Everybody's got a junk drawer.
2: It's a doom box. <laughs> yeah, he's going to pull out a pair of glasses that don't have the glass in them. Oh. <laughs> he's going to put those on.
0: Okay, like Elliot's Coke bottle lenses? They're
2: not huge. They're like classy.
0: Okay, fan-fucking-tastic.
1: Incredible. Take two for flair. I sure will.
0: Get all of your dice ready and look at all of your advantages and grant you extra dice.
2: <laughs> I don't got much. I got Perform for one, and I got Panache for three. I got flair for two. Don't forget Sea Legs. I got Sea Legs for one. I have seven dice in this pool, is it?
0: Seven dice so far.
1: We've got three for Notice, two for Wits, two for Flare, seven, and then Sea Legs is eight. Do we get the Eregos chip
2: advantage, even though we won't be on Riz? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Once you hop back on and you're doing your ship stuff, then yes.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like you're about to get like eight danger points.
0: We'll find out. Yeah. (laughs) That would be really lovely. All right, gentlebees. Your goal is to get aboard the Nightingale without being found out and get Mama Coco. Get off bitch
1: back. All righty.
0: Get in, get Mama Coco, and maybe get out without any bloodshed. Or do, it's entirely up to you. Once guns are blazing and swords are swinging, we go directly into an action sequence. Your consequences. At Initiative X, the guards will be back to find the cell empty. Where X is two raises after you have freed Mama Coco from the cell. This will alert the rest of the ship, applying pressure to the whole scene, which means it will cost you one extra raise to perform any action once this is activated. Uh Uh-oh. If your cover is blown, the Nightingale's crew will execute the captives. Since the Widow's Veil is active, you only have this one dramatic sequence to do this. Whether it's you deactivate the sails and reveal yourselves to the Nightingale, or you deal with the Widow herself. it's Entirely up to you. But after this, there will be an action sequence. If the Rose is spotted, they will fire upon it at point-blank range, dealing two critical hits. But since you've chosen backing the Bilge, it will only deal one. So there's that. Good on ya. And there have been some drastic changes made to the interior of the ship. Oh, no. Opportunities. There's an ally among the enemy. Oh. Activating this reveals a turncoat among the ATC that you can possibly get to your side.
2: It's the guy with the coat that's
1: inside out. (laughs) That guy. (laughs) Turncoat.
0: Another opportunity is that, obviously, Mamakoko was not the only one held captive. Activating this gains you more information on the ATC's overall goals via this new NPC. And I typed it again, but this isn't a typo. There have been some drastic changes made to the interior of the ship. This can be an opportunity or a consequence.
1: Oh. So, oh boy, okay.
0: Do you guys want to spend hero points to help each other and or yourselves? Also activate any quirks or virtues or hubri... Hubri... Hubris hubri.
1: <laughs> 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 Ooh uh, Oh that's a good question.
0: Hmm. I may have a good answer.
2: Or I might have a good answer. You don't know.
0: Actually, yeah, you've been real quick on answering mechanics questions. I've been listening back and Patrick will ask a question about mechanics and you're just like, oh it's this and I'm like, oh it's he's got it.
1: That's right. We're paying attention, Zoe. Oh,
0: fuck. You're learning. How many hero points do you guys have?
1: Two. Two, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Great. You know, yeah. Why not?
2: I haven't helped Wayland in a while. Yeah. That is not an obligation for you to help me, by the way. You don't have to help me. if You don't want to.
1: I just thought about being nice for once.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: going to hang on for now because I am burning a hero point on Vanish.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds good.
2: It would have been perfect if you were helping me. Convince me. Wayland could have told Jesse about the old layout of the ship.
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. All right. So then that that's definitely it. Wayland has told Jesse that he has served on this ship. He has fully outlined how the ship used to work. If they made any changes, these are the most likely ones. There obviously could be some that I'm not thinking of at the moment. Mm-hmm. This is going to be our ingress into the lower levels of the ship. This is how we're going to avoid. This is where everybody is usually posted up, depending on the amount of people on their crew, etc., etc., has laid out the plan for our infiltration team.
0: I want that five-minute scene because it is very interesting that you know the exact layout of the ship, Wayland. Yeah. It's you, the captain, Charles, and Agnes in the captain's quarters with the map out and everything and Charles looks at you after a while, Wayland, and says How'd you know the inside of the ship so well?
1: Waylon looks to Charles and stares for a long moment before turning his gaze back to the table. Funniest thing about the sea dogs a lot of the time they um, they'll recruit from pirates. It's not something that Queen Elaine wants the rest of the country or allies to know about, seeing as they have a bit of an interesting stance on piracy as a whole. Back to the is I... I was a sea dog. I served on the Nightingale.
0: Charles shares a look with Agnes, and then they both look at the captain to see if this is news to you, too.
2: Uh, I mean, I didn't hear this before. I never asked specifically what
1: you did before. It wasn't bad. There are um, a number of good folk the Avalonian Navy. Not gonna lie, it was part of the reason I was very nervous when I heard that Queen Elaine and Bonaventura were at odds with each other. Got a bit of an affinity for both.
0: Agnes and Charles share a nod. Uh, They both understand fully what that means. And then Agnes speaks up. But we're not fighting sea dokes. No. So why do they have your ship? If it is your ship?
1: I served on it. Why does the ATC have your ship? That is an excellent question and one I am keen to find out.
0: Right, all I need to know is if we're gonna keep it or not. And she gives you a knowing look.
1: Waylon's eyebrows shoot to the sky. It's a really great ship, I'm not going to lie. He gets a bit more serious. Once we get Mama Coco, I have a plan. It requires her cooperation to get that ship under our control with the help of Captain Ogway,
0: Charles and Agnes grow quiet and contemplative. Charles is stroking his beard, and Agnes stares off into space.
1: But I think it'll work, and I think it would give us a great advantage going against the Sancturis.
0: At the same time, they both look at each other, come to some sort of silent agreement, nod their heads, and Charles looks up at you, Waylon, and says, Well, I'd much rather have the bastard on our side.
1: I've spoken to him one-on-one when we were dealing with the Widow. And I think there's a part of his nature I can appeal to. Sure. If we have the Nightingale on our side when we're going to rescue Kazat, that makes those odds significantly better. Agreed. Captain? I mean, I want that ship.
0: (laughs) Agnes nods her head and said, All right, I won't sink it then. Thank
1: you, Agnes.
2: However, let me be clear. Firing some cannonballs and getting it closer to Phaeus isn't a bad idea.
0: Charles looks down at the weapon in his hand and looks up at you. We could all use a close encounter with our maker every once in a while just to remind us of our mortality. I mm.
2: Jesse shrugs. Holy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good one, sir. For the love of God, you know rubs the back of his head nervously. And Agnes just pats him on the shoulder and just shakes her head no. (laughs) Might be dismissed, (laughs) sir.
2: Uh, Carry on. You tried, Charles. They leave. As we all start leaving the quarters. Hey, Wayland. Captain? Tosses in the heart of
1: matters. Yeah, take that. Are you sure? Well, I want it back, obviously, but yeah. No, I'm just going to swallow it and I'll have it forever. (laughs) Don't get sarcastic with me, Master Greywell. Wayland is, like, very confused, is in between... Ah, right, sorry, Captain, and you just told a pun, so I'm not entirely sure what the mood is anymore.
2: (laughs) I'm not kidding. This is serious business, Wayland. Uh, of course. Gotta keep your focus. Mm. Can you do that for me?
1: Right. You got this. Thank you, Captain. I believe in you. Slight smiled. I believe in you, too. Focus. <clears throat> Serious business. You're lucky we're
2: still on the rose, otherwise I would beat your ass <laughs> right now oh, yeah. so badly.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, you are a pain in my ass sometimes, you know that? <laughs> are you aware? I am aware. Have I ever told you that before? I believe it might have come up once or twice, yes. I love you. You are so frustrating, and I am so appreciative.
1: <laughs> I love you, too, Jesse. Nah, you're fine. I'm great and you know it. Hey, don't die. Same to you.
0: Thank you for that. I wanted that for context.
1: That's a nice little reveal too, especially to Charles and Agnes.
0: Of course. They're like, oh, you're a sea dog. Oh shit.
1: I don't imagine they particularly dislike the
0: sea dogs. All of the sea dogs were either privateers or pirates turned-
1: Incredibly experienced.
0: Why do you think she has the most powerful navy in Thea? Other than the fact that she lives on a fucking island. They're the best navy in Thea. Jesse, take three extra dice.
1: Fly silent, fly deep. I can't fly.
0: (laughs) God fucking damn it. Waylon,
1: head in his hands, leaves the room.
0: (laughs) Roll your stupid bones. Take three extra dice, Waylon, roll your damn bones. I'm done. Forget if you have rank three in a skill you're using, you can reroll. You also have Luciana. Oh, 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 oh,
2: no way. I need to take a picture of this.
0: Oh, please do.
1: Ah, Evan, I'm sorry. Seven and a four, seven and a three, eight and a two, nine and a one, and then a ten. So that's one, two, three, four, five raises so far, two remainders. Ooh.
0: I will buy them, take two hero points. Yes. I now have four danger points. Oh,
1: God. Oh, no. I don't like it.
0: Evan, what you got?
1: This is wild. <laughs> this is wild. Oh, how
2: many tens did you roll? Everything that I got equals 10.
0: Oh, Whoa. My God.
1: What?
2: Everything equals 10. This has never happened.
1: That's insane. Wow. <laughs> That's so good. I'm convinced that you're also just better at math than I am. Nine and a one, nine and a one, seven and three, five and a five, and two tens.
0: Six raises, no remainders.
1: That is six, you're right. That's wild.
0: That's nuts, O'Bongos.
1: That is just as cool as if you had rolled like a fuck ton of just straight up tens on the die.
0: Post that to the Hands of the Rose Discord. (laughs) When the dice favor you, (laughs) our bones are good. Ah, uh, we got good bones. Ship has good bones. There is no initiative order in a dramatic sequence. Miss spend raises as you wish. So let's set the scene. We're not on the Rose anymore. We're on the Nightingale. And the crew is moving, getting ready to make way. They're about where they need to be to be in open water and so they don't need to do much at this point. Everything's already done. And so a lot of the crew members are winding down. A lot of the guard posts are being stationed or patrolled. Not that they need much, considering that the dangerous part is over. And because it is nighttime, a lot of them are starting to change shifts. Which means that anybody who is working the day shift now has leave to rest and eat and recoup while everybody on the night shift begins working and taking places. We transition into that captain's quarters. We see it's odd. There are some things that are out of place or hidden. There is very clearly a painting of something hanging up on a mantle and you can see the outline of it, but the painting that's hanging there is a lot smaller.
1: (laughs) It's very funny. There's like the shadow of the larger painting that used to be there.
0: Everything in here doesn't really have an inherent purpose. It's a lot of knickknacks, and there's a lot, a lot of iron in this room. Iron trinkets, iron lanterns. The desk has iron corner caps. The bed has iron posts on it. Everything in here is iron, so it's very drab. Sitting at his desk, which is lit by lanterns all along the wall, is the captain, and he's going through a manifest. And we can just barely see what the manifest is. It's definitely written in a different language. It's not Old Thayan. It's written in Avalonian, which is totally not Gaelic. The camera can't read it, but there are some subtitles that come up that say 152 pounds of flour, or 176 pounds of rice, it's all food items. Uh, there's a knock at the door, someone comes in. They speak in Gaelic to each other, which the subtitles pick up as, Sir, we're ready to make way. We are now in open water, shift changes are happening, and I'd like to be relieved of my duty. And the captain relieves him, and he walks out. We are walking on top deck, and then we are heading below deck, and we walk past a set of larger windows in the back, They walk past those windows, go into their quarters. We see the shadow of three forms at the window. And these windows are able to be opened. They open from the bottom. And we see Wayland, and we see Charles, and we see Jesse sneak in. Now Charles doesn't look any different. If anything, he has more weapons on him, but he blends right the fuck in with this crew. Jesse, you're wearing Charles's petticoat, so you would be acting as an officer because only officers wear that nice coat, especially on an ATC vessel because they're pompous assholes. And Wayland, I imagine you're dressed to be spy. I don't think you have Grayla with you.
1: No, Wayland has left his coat behind as well. He is currently wearing their tabard, sash wrapped around, but everything kept very close to the body has a cross bandolier of pistols, all secured tightly, ready to be pulled out at a moment's notice. He's got three daggers on each side, boots laced up all the way, full freedom of movement, and making his form as small as possible.
0: Perfect. Agnes has gotten you onto the ship. She can get you out, but you're gonna have to jump in the water unless the rose is right alongside you. For clarification, Hawthorne has the helm right now, since obviously Mama Coco has been captured and Charles is with you. They have said that they're going to keep the ship close, but not close enough as to accidentally bump because of how choppy the seas are. And they are not as confident in their sailing abilities as you are, Jesse. So the rose is close, but not directly on top of each other. Where do you go from here? What do you do? What do we see? The camera is now in your hands.
1: For Wayland, as soon as we are sure that the coast is clear, looks to Jesse, gives a nod, waits for Jesse and Charles to look away, and is gone. You vanish? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm dropping that hero point. So I'm down to two. All right. And that's good for two hours. Perfect. Charles, where are you heading?
0: (sighs) My plan was to try and find the powder room. not going to cripple her, but at least make it so that if we do get caught she can't fire at us immediately All right. unless you want me to be with you
2: I'm gonna go find that captain have a couple of words with them and a couple of folks along the way
0: good on you. good luck you too he's waiting for one of the people that are walking by to kind of turn around and walk away and uh, right as he's about to get up he leans into you real close and says if everything goes under And I'm not back on the rose. You get gone. (sighs) I...
2: You'll make it back under the rose.
0: Might not be tonight, but I will. And he gives you a wink and walks away.
2: Jesse, Justice's coat also waits for the right moment to walk out.
0: Sure. We don't have to go into all of the super minutia. Tell me where you're going to be spending your raise and we'll get there. Or what you would like to spend your raise on.
2: The first thing Jesse wants to do is see if he can start a mutiny of some kind, trying to get an ally.
0: Okay. You stand up at the right moment and begin to walk from this area across the deck. Now, there are only 12 cannons on this deck because the front of the ship has been outfitted to have this massive lance, which is the size and thickness of a hull beam and they need to house it inside the ship before launching it. So above your head is the lance, and you notice this as you're walking by them. There are levers on all three masts. You have to pull them all at once. It releases the mechanism that's holding the lance, drops it down on a channel in the floor, and then they push it into the firing mechanism. So currently, right now, the lance is not loaded. And also, this lance not a grappling hook. It is meant to be aimed as low to the water as possible, make holes that are the size of a hull beam, and let in as much water as possible.
1: Oh, man, it's such a shame because, like, I know that we're facing this ship right now, but because Wayland designed that fucking thing, I'm so You're proud like, of it. Damn it, it's so cool. <sighs> Evan is currently shaking his head at me. <laughs> It's not loaded. We don't have to worry about it. It takes a little bit to prepare.
0: Also, the ship has to be positioned in such a way. No,
1: that shit is not on a swivel in any way, shape or form.
0: It cannot move. So you walk by that and go down to the third deck. This is where the berths are. This is where the hammocks are. This is where the galley is. It's very busy down here. And as you step down, because you're wearing that petticoat, some people stop what they're doing and they salute you because you are wearing an officer's coat. And sure as shit, the galley is right to your left. And food is being served as the shift change is happening. Show me what you're doing there.
2: Oh, yeah. Jesse's going to go over and get some food. He hasn't eaten. Just, he's just, like, thinks to himself, you know, Boots, I appreciate you, but not tonight. <laughs>
0: you go up, and the galley is not anything like yours. It is... It's way too... Clean? Yeah. Everything has its place... And you go up to the pass, and he doesn't even look at you. He doesn't regard you at all. Just slides you over one of the metal tin bowls with a spoon in it. And it could be porridge, it could be gruel, whatever you want to call it. But it's definitely like an oatmeal texture, and it's not warm. Right on the edge of being cold.
2: So he didn't even look at me at all?
0: He didn't even look at you at all. Nope. Pardon me. Chef looks up. You notice that one of his eyes is completely white. And there's a huge scar over it. And then he turns his head fully to the side. I suppose I can pardon you just this one time. <laughs> just kidding, sir. Enjoy the meal. And then goes back to work.
2: Where'd that scar come from?
0: What's that you say, sir? And he leans closer into the pass. Gotta speak up a little bit. Hard to hear on that side.
2: Where'd that scar come from?
0: Oh, me, aye.
2: Felt like asking tonight.
0: Yeah. He looks at the rest of the chefs and the cooks, and by the way, it's busy. It's fucking busy back here. Like, there's a lot of mouths to feed, so they're constantly working. And he leans in. Uh, Well, sir, it's a long story, but uh, my wife gave it to me. (laughs) I deserved it. Don't we always? (laughs) We sure do, don't we? As he slaps the past twice, you notice that there are scars. They're very faint, very old. There are shackle scars. On his wrists. But I love her all the more for it. And then you hear from the back of the ship, A fucking course you do. <laughs>
2: Jesse smiles and nods. Grabs his plate of...
0: <sighs>
2: <laughs> his plate of redacted. And walks, sits down next to just a group of sailors.
0: They're chatting, talking about the day, and they went to market, or just shooting the shit with each other. Some of them are picking at their food. Some of them are just fucking goku it and mowing it down. You take a bite and uh, it's-
1: Redacted. It's like censored. It's all pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> it's the breath of the wild,
2: dubious food. <laughs> he tries to put his finger in there and it gets pixelated. He's like, oh, oh shit.
0: Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. It's not actually delicious.
2: Mm. Gray matter. Yum.
0: It's definitely like oatmeal that has sat for way too fucking long to the point where it's paste. Oh, the face that Wayland is making. (laughs) Jesse, buddy. Hey.
2: I spend a raise to find an ally. Jesse goes back over to the chef. He says, you know, the meal was pretty good tonight. All things considered, of course.
0: He lifts up his head and turns his face to you. I'm sorry, it's just wet tack. Even after 16 hours, it's barely edible. Hm,
2: what really is out there to in the other bin?
0: Everything, if you get got the right attitude.
2: You had a long day
0: today? Most of my days are long, sir. Uh, I'm the chef. Gotta make sure all these goods are good, eh?
2: I heard we got a shipment of food today.
0: Aye, sir, and it made my job both easy and harder. Why harder? He looks to the back and people are clearing down. The shift change has happened, and he feels like he's comfortable enough to sit and chat. So he sits down at the pass in a small stool that he kicks out from under the table, starts cleaning his hands on a dirty rag that's attached to his hip, pulls out a mug and a small flask, and offers it to you. Should I give it to the old draft, sir?
2: Thank you very much. Take a slurp?
0: It's whiskey, but it's not the best. Slightly watered down.
2: In some cases, that's really good whiskey.
0: In some cases... Here, not so much. It's mediocre at best. He takes it and pours half of it into his cup. He takes a big swig and looks at you and says, Well, sir, I don't mean to bore you with the details of my job, but uh, I gotta check and make sure that the food is not spoiled or rotten and that we don't got any critters. Don't need no stowaways on this ship, sir. Then I gotta preserve it. And that's no easy task, mind you. Whenever we get new food, we get a shipment of salt that's equal or greater than the amount of food we actually got. And then we gotta coat everything in salt, sir. The fish, the meat, the fruit, the vegetables, everything. Gotta make sure that it stays good and ripe at sea. And what we don't put in salt, we dunk in vinegar. Mm Mmm. Takes a drink of whiskey. And then, sir, once all the food's put away and stored right and proper, we gotta start making meal plans. I don't know about you, sir, but there's a lot of special diets going around here. Ah, let's see, there's gluten-free, there's dairy-free, there's sugar-free. Couple of people can't have peanuts, couple of people can't have walnuts. It's, uh, honestly, it's a bit dangerous being a chef here. If you feed someone the wrong thing, you you could kill them. But there's risk to every job, I suppose. I guess you could say I signed up for it. What made you sign up in the first place? Ah, well, sir, uh... Me and a wife were hard-on times, and to be honest, pays well. And I get to do what I love. I get to cook every single day.
2: Do you know what it is you're supporting by being here?
0: Scrunches his brow and looks up almost as if he's looking at the sun, and then shakes his head a little bit and is counting on his fingers. I'd say I'm supporting about 75 souls, sir. All need feeding and taking care of.
2: What about the souls that we don't feed?
0: Begging your pardon, sir?
2: (laughs) You know, the souls that we don't feed.
0: Kind of gives you a puzzled look. Uh, Sorry, sir, I'm not following you, but uh, the only souls that I don't feed are the ones that aren't on the ship.
2: The livestock.
0: He blinks at you several times. The animals. Ah, no, sir, I feed them too. In fact, their food is the one that isn't preserved. It's got to be kept fresh. Otherwise, I might get kicked by a goat. (laughs)
2: What's your name, friend?
0: Malloy, sir.
2: M-A-L-L-O-Y? Yep. Malloy. Not the animals. Not the pigs and the cattle. And the horses. The
0: pirates. He looks even more confused. What's that you say, sir? He looks back to the pass. There's not too many people, except his wife. And then he leans in a little closer. You said pirates, right? Sir, there ain't no pirate. Are we under attack?
2: No. It is they who are under attack.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not following you. What are you saying?
2: What do pirates do, Malloy?
0: It depends on who you ask, sir.
2: Well, I'm asking you.
0: Well, sir, nobody's really asked my opinion for anything other than food.
2: Well, allow me to be the first.
0: Well, the pirates got it right, don't they?
2: What makes you say that?
0: They can do what they want.
2: Ah, freedom.
0: That's right. Freedom to cook whatever they want. Whenever they want to. However they want to. I think the pirates got it right.
2: What does freedom taste like to you?
0: I wouldn't know, sir, but boy, it sounds delicious. So good that one might die for it just to get a taste.
2: There are those of the Atepean that are a blight to all that we do.
0: I know too well what you're talking about. Starts off small, one little piece here. You don't catch it in time, spread through the whole crop, killing everything. Strangling all the roots. Aye. And it doesn't just stop in the food. It seeps into the ground till the very land itself is barren and nothing good can come of it.
2: We do what we do to clean the adbein of this rot. There is no freedom for pirates. Not when the ATC is around, but I digress.
0: He looks back at his wife, who, by the way, has been eavesdropping in on this conversation. And she comes up close, looks you dead in the eye, Jesse. Just so as you know, we signed up on this ship under a different captain. Wasn't until recently that things started to change for the worse.
2: Remind me the name again. Who was your captain before?
0: Captain Flint.
1: Fuck. <laughs> uh.
0: That is a transition, if I've ever heard one. Wayland, what are you doing?
1: Wayland is currently a lion in the brush. And he's stalking around corners, checking every single movement, plotting his route, making sure they're checking every single time one of the crew comes by, timing it out to the moment, and figuring out exactly it's like, all right, when are they fully around the other side of the corner and then mirroring their movements as they continue forward further into the hall.
0: How many decks are there on the Nightingale? I've already established that there has to be at least four. How many decks are on a team? That's a good question.
1: I think there's five. Okay. I think there is storage for where they keep extra ammo for the Lance. Mm. Or where they would normally keep extra ammo for the Lance.
0: If it was specifically compartment for the Lance, it's not very big. It's not meant to house people. It is meant to store and grab. As you go down there... I'm going to use the drastic changes as a consequence here. and I don't know if this makes you angry or impressed or not. Someone has decided to mess with the system on the Lance. They've made it better.
1: Interesting, in what way?
0: So remember how I said there's that channel that catches the one that's hanging? That channel can open up and a pulley system brings the Lance from beneath and sets it. So that one that's hanging is just for show. It's fully automated. What you needed before was you need three people to hold the levers and you need at least three more people to help you slide the lance in and actually fire it. Now you only need those three people to open up the gullet.
1: There's that slight moment of pause. It's a fascinating solution. I wouldn't have initially thought of that. However, I like what they've developed here, followed immediately by who was the fucker that outdeveloped me?
0: That person was very clever. And what was once a flat surface is now an angled surface. And each of the lances is stacked on top of each other. So that one rolls in and then the second one rolls in and then the third one rolls in. It's a belt fed system now.
1: (laughs) That's beautiful and I want to wring the neck of whoever designed it, but I also want to break their brain. I want to kill you, and I also want to kiss you. I don't know which one to do first. (laughs) Realizing that such a drastic change has been made, and realizing that the structure of this room has changed, they start to realize, to fit all of this, has the floor been dropped
0: down? Yes, the hull has been made smaller. Interesting,
1: which means that the room below wouldn't necessarily serve as much of a purpose anymore for storage unless, and I'm going to spend a raise, on there have been drastic changes made to this ship.
0: Okay, so you go down into the bilge, which when you captained it was where you put all your cargo. You had a brick. Every ship has a brick.
1: It's been made significantly smaller and more cramped, more uncomfortable to be in. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I hate that. They're evil. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's some cruelty in the ATC, obviously. They're keeping slaves. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how this works.
0: And you go down there. There are no lamps. It is dark as fuck down here. There is water. So perhaps the drastic changes to the hull haven't really been repaired all the way or perhaps a shoddy job. What I mean by there's water in the bilge is there's just... One or two inches, just on the ground at all times, just sloshing around. (sighs) I can describe it, or you can describe it.
1: I want you to describe some of it, and then I will bounce off.
0: There are cages down here, and I say that with every menacing intent. Iron bars, iron locks, iron chains. Everything is iron down here. A, because it's rust-resistant, or has been made rust-resistant, and B... Because there are. I'm gonna come out for a second.
1: Mm hmm. Don't bring yourself too far into it and like trigger something.
0: Mm hmm. I'm treading trepidatiously right now. Because I wanna set the scene that this is bad, but I also don't wanna trigger either myself or you two or, or anybody, anybody listening, listening on how bad this is. So I'm just going to leave it as there are cages. They're clearly made of iron. It's not a good scene.
2: It's a bad time.
0: Evan, you had an idea or something?
2: I do have an idea. Pat, tell me if this messes with any backstory stuff. Mm. I will spend two raises <laughs> Okay. to declare that some of the officers of the Nightingale are imprisoned down there.
1: <sighs> nope, that works perfectly.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: That works absolutely perfectly okay I would say 15 people of varying descent
0: oh I love that that's great do I do it
1: Oh, no. Oh, God, do what? I do it? <laughs> oh, I don't like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Oh, Let's fuck make it me. interesting.
1: You have danger points.
0: I'm spending two danger points. Okay.
1: Fuck me. Are you serious?
0: One of them, you need the heart of matters to find.
1: <sighs> fuck, okay.
0: But one of them is very apparent.
1: Okay, so what is the most apparent danger at the moment? I don't like this pause. I don't like how long this is taking. I'm not a fan, Zoe. So I, I am nervous.
0: <laughs> Who in your past is in the cell right next to you?
1: Ooh, spicy. I had a feeling. Samuel's bosun.
0: Okay. What was your bosun's name? Before we give him a name, are we gonna keep him is the question.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before we give him a name we really like, are we gonna keep him? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Waylon, stop adopting people for the love of God.
0: Waylon comes up top deck and Captain. <laughs> can I keep him?
1: We haven't even housebroken Elliot yet, no
0: <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs>
1: a good Irish name. Evan, do you have any thoughts? Don't ask me for names. <laughs> Let's go with Finn. F-I-O-N-N. McConnell is the last name.
0: There he is.
1: Shit. Would he recognize me?
0: Yes, I spent a danger point. He fucking recognizes you.
1: Oh, God. Does he see me yet, is the question.
0: Did he know about your magic?
1: Yeah, he would know.
0: Yep. Fuck. Alright, how to breather. Everything's great. I hope all of you are okay. We're going to continue. Let's go back in. Patrick, describe for me where Mama Coco is and what she's doing right now.
1: To the far left in the front corner is Mama Coco. She doesn't look bad, per se. I think she's still got the blindfold on, which is hilarious.
0: I think maybe she kept the blindfold because maybe it's comfortable. Yeah, I think she probably
1: (laughs) kept the blindfold on, is shackled like the rest of them, but has her arms sort of crossed in a contemplative sort of way. Her face is calm. She's thinking, if you knew her, you could see the cogs turning.
0: So she's got her arms crossed. She's sitting cross-legged, regardless of what's on the floor. She doesn't give a damn. And when she's thinking... One of her knees is bouncing. It's always the left one. Her left knee is bouncing as she's thinking. So she's got her arms crossed, her legs crossed beneath her, and her leg is bouncing. (laughs) There's a difference between the annoyed bounce and the thinking bounce. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. It's very funny. I do the exact same thing.
0: (laughs) Her left knee is the thinking knee. Her right knee is the annoyed knee. (laughs) Waylon, Mama Coco's in that cage. Across from Mama Coco next to you currently is Finn McConnell, your ex bosun In the rest of the cages are around 15 or so people. And by the way, there aren't 15 cages. They're kind of crammed together. As I said, this is not a good scene. You don't recognize most of them, but you do recognize some of them as being a part of the old Nightingale crew.
1: So something feels off down here as well. Whelan's gonna, still sticking to the shadows, quietly pull out the heart of matters. What do I see? So he just gave me the most conniving grin in the fucking world. Oh!
0: So you know the front of the ship, how they needed to remove a lot of the surface of the deck in order to actually get that mechanism to work. That mechanism is here.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: You can't get to it unless you remove some panels and stuff like that. They've shorted up and protected it. When you take a look at the Heart of Matters, you notice that they've made a drastic change to how the mechanism fires. Oh God, everything's made of iron on this ship now. There's not only human captives here. There is wrapped arms around her chest, sitting in a crystal that is inset into the front of the ship is... I'll loosely say it's female, but it is a fae being. Smaller, probably if they were standing four feet. And without the Heart of Matters, you would have had no idea that they were there.
1: But that connection to Paga and feeling that a lot of negative emotions that are currently being poured forth from this creature...
0: Do you remember why Avalon is at Aragosta's front door?
1: This is one of the things that was stolen.
0: The Lady of Air and Darkness. Oh.
1: Fuck me. Are you? Oh. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's not good. All of the color drains from Waylon's face. Any respect that he had for the reconstruction of the mechanism is gone, is now replaced by trepidation and fear. And also deep-seated hatred for what is happening at the
0: moment. We see the camera switch over to that pink filter so that we can see what's going on. And we see this Faye being encased in a crystal and the camera is at the other end and it's fast panning into Waylon's face. Fuck. Jesse! <laughs> Jesse, you were having a conversation with Malloy's wife about Samwell?
2: All flinty. No relation to a Samwell.
0: The very same. How'd you know him?
2: <laughs> An old friend of mine.
0: It's a damn shame what happened to him. My condolences on your friend.
1: Ooh, interesting.
2: Why do you say that? You know of the things he has done for this great company of
0: ours. She snorts and spits on the floor. Begging your pardon if I'm speaking out of turn. But fuck the company.
2: You do know who we're talking about here, aye? Seem Samuel Flint, who kidnapped handfuls upon handfuls of pirates and branded them as traitors against the ATC.
0: Oh, aye. He's done some terrible things in the name of Avalon. And the ATC were none the wiser, were they? And all the injustice he made right and all the lives he saved are thankful for that, even though they'll never know.
2: A fall from grace,
0: I suppose. A bad hand, says I. Just as I, which We all do things we're not proud of and that we regret for the good of others.
2: Is that so? Like what?
0: You ever told a lie, sir, to save someone pain? You ever bent the truth so that they didn't have to learn exactly what their consequences wrought because they're innocent and they don't deserve that? You ever had to put on a coat and a hat and a mask and pretend to be someone you're not and hide your true intentions from those who might seek to undo you?
2: What is your name?
0: Madrigal Malloy, sir.
2: Well, if it isn't a pleasure to meet the both of you.
0: You gonna spend any more raises here? You found allies. If you spend an extra raise here, they will then be in on the plan and actively aid you when shit goes down. Or if ship doesn't go down.
2: Yeah, it's been a raise.
0: All right, you now have the Molloys on your side. I
1: like them.
2: Do you have any other friends that feel the same way? Perhaps.
0: Now she understands your meaning. Now you see the light in her eyes kind of glint as she completely understands the situation. As a matter of fact, the shipwright might want to see you, sir.
2: And who might they be and where could I find them?
0: their quarters are right down that way. She points, and it's one of the quarters that you passed in the main mast.
2: Clarence. Oh, yeah.
0: And their name's Clarence.
2: Find all the people you know who want to get off the ship.
0: I'll get to it. Is there a sign?
2: Just keep an eye on the starboard side of the ship. In fact, you can't miss it. Right then. To keep you informed, there are souls on this ship in which you do not feed.
0: Both of them share a look, and in that look there is a lot of emotion because the cook is a very straightforward individual and it hurts their heart to hear that there are people on this ship that aren't being taken care of and fed he had no idea that they were there and in madrigal's eyes there is a fire she clenches in her jaw and both of them look at you at the same time
2: i'll carry on the both of you
0: they both give you a nod and continue to tear down the kitchen.
2: Jesse immediately turns and heads down the hall towards the shipwreck's room.
0: Okay. Wayland, we're gonna transition over to you for a little bit.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I have ideas. Wayland. (laughs) That was French, so you're aware.
0: That was French for you're fucked. Uh
1: (laughs) It's a very Fleming language.
0: (laughs) Paga doesn't speak to you, as I've said multiple times. Paga speaks to you. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: Okay, good. What do they say?
0: Paga speaks to you, and when I mean speaks to you, you don't hear it in your head as a telepathic thing. You feel it in your being, in your soul. You feel these words and the impact that they have. They say, The incivility. Ah! the impertinence Uh, the immortals dare
1: that anger manifests and, and Waylon feels the pain of it in their head like a stabbing migraine that radiates throughout their entire form and I think that gasp of pain gets Mama Coco's attention because at this point, Wayland has saddled up right beside her.
0: The camera's looking at Mama Coco's cell and her knee stops bouncing and she tilts her head up slightly in the direction in which the gasps came from. Wayland, Hello, Verison. What the fuck are you doing
1: here? I'm here to help get you and the rest of everyone out of here. <sighs> J- Jesse and Charles are here as well.
0: Wha oh my
1: god. I'm not alone.
0: Ah, uh, quick, give me strength. Ah. Uh. What have I done? Don't worry, you little head. You haven't done anything. It's just made it slightly more complicated on my end. You had a plan, didn't you? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm.
1: There was part of me that thought
0: about that. Do you want to hear my plan, now that you've uh, come in and kicked in the door on it and fucked it up? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely.
0: I was going to take the helm of the ship and sink it. Ah,
1: well, part of that works. Oh? Waylon goes silent for a moment, and their tone drops into a more serious, weighty one.
0: Meanwhile, Mama Coco's right knee begins to bounce. There isn't, because that's been taken and then everything stops is she here no. did they take her too
1: no the sanctuaries has her
0: ah, fuck
1: we need your help and we need this ship to get her back thankfully intercepting the nightingale has led us on route i have a plan an idea i need your help it involves our
0: i'm sure it does I don't think Agwe is going to be too keen on not going after Tiburon the second I give him a perfectly good ship to fight a giant shark with.
1: He might be keen when he knows that the ATC are attempting to take control of every creature in the Atabayan Sea to bolster their forces.
0: You can't see it really, but... Mama Coco's eyebrows lift up over the blindfold.
1: He also might be keen to know that the Crimson Fleet is currently working with the ATC to make that happen.
0: That's a pretty good reason. You're gonna have to convince him, though.
1: <sighs> yeah. We've got to get all of you out of here. We currently have the ship under Veil. And we're saddled up right alongside.
0: That's good. Mm.
1: So, um, have you, mm, there is uh, one slight uh, kink in plan was dead well uh, i didn't really realize it until we got here um
0: there is that's when you hear footsteps quickly coming down towards you and muttered speech shit we'll talk later yeah absolutely i'm sticking to the
1: shadows kick some ass if you can i always kick
0: ass <laughs> yes you do we're gonna go backwards in time just a slight bit to jesse and he'll knock on the door coming. You hear a bunch of shit falling over and a bunch of muttered swears and the door gets opened halfway, gets stuck. Son of a... Slams it shut and you hear a bunch of metallic clinking and... <clears throat> yes?
2: I'm looking for a Clarence.
0: It's Clarice, sir.
2: Apologies. C-L-A-R-I-C-E? mm mm-hmm. A couple of friends and I are staging a party tonight. A party? Yes.
0: What kind of party, sir?
2: The theme is freedom.
0: Is that like the safe word? Uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. The Malloys. I spoke with them. Told me they had a friend who was less than favorable of the ATC.
0: Uh-huh. You got two seconds. Can we, uh, It's just talk am talking. I'm <laughs> Evan's
1: face right now.
2: Just befuddled. Jesse takes a couple steps in.
0: It's a fucking mess in here. And I don't mean in like a mess like how Charles's room is a mess of whittling tools, or Wayland or Hawthorne's room is a mess of arms tools, or even Cosette's room is a mess of manifests. It literally looks like people have just taken extra shit and shoved it in this room. And they have tried to make a path.
2: Ah, the junk room. The junk room. (laughs) (laughs) The junk room. The official Doombox room.
0: There's extra crates of food storage. There's gunpowder in here. There's metallic bits, shorn off pieces of the lance, precariously piled with a bunch of other things.
2: I like your art installation.
0: I... I fucking hate it. Ooh, I hate it. They treat me like such garbage. They don't take me seriously. They always get my name wrong. And they always refer to me in the incorrect pronoun. And I hate it.
2: Uh, my apologies.
0: But it's a job. And I do with what I can. So them will always talk to you? I. Hey. Okay, so I can trust you right now that you're not just going to shove a sword down my throat when I tell you that I want to get the fuck off this ship as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Oh, I
2: also would like to get the fuck off this ship, but I have people on this ship that I have to take with me.
0: Oh, okay, great. I know who you mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it but I'm not really in a position to do anything. I have no power here. The only thing I can do is sometimes sneak down there and give them food and water. And that's all I can do. And just keep quiet because they threatened. She shuts down and takes real deep breaths, claps her hands together, looks at you. I don't want to be here. And if you have an out, I'm in.
2: I will get you off this ship.
0: Great. What do you need from me?
2: How do you feel about pirates?
0: Great, I love them. Wow.
2: <laughs> I wasn't expecting that for some reason. You're very alarming, you know that? Not like in a bad way, just you're very forward.
0: Thanks. It's partially why they shoved me in this room and shoved as much shit in my room as possible is so that I wasn't as forward.
2: Well, all right. A friend of mine is down in the bilge now getting my friend and maybe others.
0: There's a look that crosses her face. Oh no. What? So there's a slight problem with that. What is it? Are you familiar with the Fey?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Why? In layman's terms, we have a Fey battery. I don't
2: understand. What do you mean?
0: <sighs> she meanders and squeaks by a pile of shit to grab a bunch of blueprints off her desk and bring them over to you and put them up against a wall that doesn't have as much shit on it and basically shows you the blueprints of the lance system and how this fey being is essentially the battery in which the mechanism runs
2: so we get that fey off the ship and they're out of a lance
0: yes however we have to be really careful because if we don't do it right they'll die
2: what do you mean do it right
0: the bilge is encased entirely in iron (sighs) oh It's enough to kill them on contact.
2: Hmm. Clarice, can I trust you with that operation? Can I trust you in getting that Fay out with my friend? Yes. My friend is Wayland Greywall. Okay. If you go down to the bilge, if you do not see him, call for his name. Okay. And when you are ready, meeks over his shoulder. My ship is waiting nearby.
0: She turns and looks out the window. I'm going to trust you and hope to God that you're not just pulling my leg. I can't swim and that I'm going to drown. You won't. And she starts getting a bag together to get ready to do whatever it is she needs to do.
2: Find others. Send them to the galley. There's to be a mutiny tonight. Great. Great.
0: Are you spending a raise to to have Clarice on your side as well? Yep. Okay.
2: I need the name of your captain.
0: I'm going to give him a throwaway name because he's probably going to die. <laughs> oh, holy shit.
1: <sighs> oh?
0: Oh my god. Oh. Oh my god.
1: I don't like it. I, I don't know what's happening and I don't know if I like what's happening.
0: I wouldn't call him a captain, but Evenrood.
1: I fucking excuse me?
0: Who? Connor Evenrood. Son of the infamous and departed Reginald Evenrood, if you know who that is. Oh, no. <laughs> Waylon's face. Oh, oh, my God. no. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> Do you know where he's... I wish to pay him a visit.
0: She looks at a ornate pocket watch she takes out of her pill. In his quarters, I suspect still completing paperwork.
2: He's gonna turn around and walk out. Oh, fuck, it's even rude, son.
0: (laughs) The camera doesn't follow Jesse. It follows Clarice as she gathers a bag, gets everything ready, shuts her door unceremoniously, and storms down to the bilge. The camera flies off of Clarice's shoulder to hover in front of Wayland. Wayland... The fact that you have eagle eyes, even though it's very dark down here, and you're also channeling Paga a little bit more since you've vanished, I'm going to go ahead and give you that you can see a, a man walks down the steps. Interesting. Okay. Tall, lithe, wearing the typical ATC regalia of not an officer, but a normal sailor. So white blouse, blue pants, tall boots... They are just putting on a tailcoat. Not an officer's coat, just a a normal dress coat. And their hair is tied back in that rat tail. Comes downstairs and he says, It's me again. Don't worry. There's things that are happening that are in motion and everything's going to be fine. And you hear Mama Coco go, Clarice, what is it? What's going on? And she comes up close to Mama Coco's cage and she's like, There's somebody upstairs that's about to plan a coup. Uh, Something's going on, and I was told to come down here and get her out. Her who? Uh, Don't worry about it. It's it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine, okay? You hear Finn laugh in his throat, like a deep chortle. (laughs) Clarence, you can't do jack shit. It's Clarice. Thank you. You're trapped behind bars. So... And he just laughs. You can't do shit. You're not gonna do shit. And Clary stands up and stamps her boot and goes over to, to the very front of the ship. To anyone else, she's just touching random planks. To you, Wayland, you don't need the heart of matters to see anymore because Paga is just, here I am. There is no way I'm not gonna unsee this. Especially
1: since I'm currently channeling my fucking sorcery.
0: Yeah, she is systematically unseating this crystal from the wall and she's being very careful about it there's a certain sequence that she's performing and she's doing it very precise and trying really hard to make sure that she's doing it in the proper way i'm gonna spend a danger point here okay finn leans up against the bars and sticks his face kind of in them and says oh clarence you're doing a terrible job over there if only a man were here to do that job. Hey, yo. Yep. Yeah. I am establishing that he is going to rile Clarice up to the point where she makes a mistake. I. Your bosun was a dick, by the way. Yeah,
1: very clearly. <laughs> I'm gonna spend a raise to do this. I don't know what it would be. Towards? Mm-hmm. His face is pressed up against the bars, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He feels the point of a blade. Right underneath his chin. It slowly pushes so he's forced to look at the ceiling. I'd be quiet if I were you, McConnell. Samuel? Is that you? Not anymore. What do you mean, not anymore? <laughs> Samuel Flint's been long dead, friend. Trust me
0: on that. Was McConnell superstitious?
1: I will 100%, if I need to spend another raise to say that, absolutely. No,
0: you don't need to spend another raise to say that, because this is going to be part of that raise. I want to know if Connell was extremely superstitious and had a deep-seated fear of maybe ghosts.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Especially retribution from said spirits.
0: Okay. He freezes. That's what I thought.
1: So you're going to be quiet, and you're going to let this fine young lady do her job. Understood. Yes, sir. Good. Now, where do they keep the keys to these blasted cages? I've got them, sir. Do you now?
0: I do. I like to sit in here sometimes. <laughs> you know how it is.
1: Ah, oh, McConnell, you have no idea what's coming for you, do you? No, sir. You know what happened to me, McConnell? You... you died. Aye, and far worse after. Is it the devil, sir? No. No? The unseel have me now. Oh, gods. So you're going to let Clarice free my lady of air and darkness... And then you're going to let every single one of these people out of here, or you will find yourself bound to the darkness as I have been. Aye, sir. Are we understood?
0: Yes, sir. Right away, sir.
1: There's a good
0: lot. As soon as the blade is removed, he fumbles with the keys, unlocks his own cell, and begins to unlock everything. I am going to charge you a raise. For
1: yeah, that. 100%. Yeah. As he looks down, the only thing he catches a glimpse of is just a wisp of shadow. Not even Whalen's form, just the edges of the mantle fading back into the darkness.
0: He has an iron trinket around his neck that he is just clutching. (laughs) He begins unlocking all the cells and all of the manacles and unlocks Mama Coco's cell. And she takes her time and stands up and she doesn't take the blindfold off. I imagine that you come up next to her.
1: Oh, those improv classes really help.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna need you to get me to the helm. That I can do. I don't know this ship. You're gonna have to be my eyes, Wayland.
1: I think I can manage that, Mama Coco. How is Clarice doing?
0: Are you asking how is Clarice doing in her job or how is Clarice doing emotionally?
1: Well, the answer is yes. So my idea is thus,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the moment that she has the crystal free, the moment that I am sure that the Lady of Air and Darkness is out of harm's way, my idea is to spend a hero point on mend ship, where the mechanism is, oh. because they did a shoddy-ass job, and I want to fuck the way that this thing functions.
0: Oh, I love that idea because i've dropped such a small detail of like they did a shoddy job but it works and you're like oh they did a shoddy job did they so i'm just gonna fix their shoddy job which is gonna fuck up everything else
1: gonna fuck the mechanism entirely
0: (laughs) yes oh my god that's that's good 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 job good Good job you thank you well done you
1: thank you the
0: crystal wasn't a solid thing it was like a glass case that once you flipped all the switches, basically, it kss- opens and cold air, sub zero temperature air, leaks out of this crystal. And immediately, frost starts to form and break the glass. Clarice takes her coat that she didn't put on, wraps it around this person and pulls them out. As soon as it gets wrapped around, there is a sheet of frost all around the coat. And you can hear the crunch as she cradles the body to her chest and begins to move out of the bilge. And then you mend the ship.
1: Yeah. So the way that I think that this would work is because I am activating another sorcery I think this drops the mantle of Vanish. I think this brings me back into attention.
0: hmm absolutely.
1: And because it brings me back into attention, would the Lady of Air and Darkness recognize Paga's energy?
0: The Lady of Air and Darkness is currently unconscious for all intents and purposes.
1: Okay. Imagine that Clarice notices my presence.
0: Clarice notices that you pop out of nowhere, looks at you. I'm a friend. It's Okay. You both look at each other. She blinks a couple of times. Hi. Hello, sir, appearing out of nowhere.
1: I'm Wayland.
0: Ah, you were the gentleman I was told about. Oh. I'm Clarice.
1: I'm Wayland Graywall. Pleasure to meet J- Jesse. Yeah, that'll do it.
0: Oh, yes.
1: That's his name, if that wasn't immediately. Um, are you, it seems like you're on board with getting off board.
0: Oh, I'm helping.
1: Much appreciated, and thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: It's the least I could do since I was the one who put her here. She looks you dead in the eyes, and she is not happy saying that. Ah, I understand.
1: You created the mechanism.
0: Yeah, this is all mine. I'm not sad to see it go. You get the sense that she did not have a choice in the matter. That there is something that the ATC probably used against her in order for this to happen.
1: Well, minus what was being used as the battery, we'll talk.
0: How many raises do you have?
1: I have two left, and I have one hero point left as well. I am also going to start guiding the rest of everybody, and I am going to spend a hero point. Okay. Or both of them, if need be. Sorry, raises. Or both, if need be. Once we sort of get everybody out of the cages, I imagine Finn is sort of a shaking mess.
0: Oh, Finn is, uh... Finn's not doing well.
1: So... I'm gonna say he has like this hundred yard stare. Hear me out on this. I'm pulling out a dagger and I'm gonna hold it right up in front of his face. Hello, Finn.
0: I don't want any trouble, sir.
1: Well, you won't have trouble until you wake up and I'm gonna bash the side of his head with the butt of the dagger and I'm gonna knock him right the hell out. (laughs) And I'm going to lock him in the cage.
0: (laughs) Yep, Uh, he's now locked in the cage. For real this time, not for fakesies.
1: Not by choice. All right, bit of a change of plans from your current situation. Our ship is currently veiled off the starboard side. Once we give the signal, we are taking over this ship and it is going to be under our control. And I'm gonna start handing out daggers and I'm gonna hand out two pistols to the most competent looking individuals.
0: Sure. Clarice speaks up. We're supposed to meet in the galley.
1: We are supposed to meet in the galley. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Her teeth are chattering, by the way.
1: Oh, is there a safe place to keep her? No. Shit.
0: Not on this ship. Not anymore. All right.
1: Weyland stares for a long moment. Clarice, I can take her off your hands.
0: No, you will not.
1: Okay. What can I do for you right
0: now? I deserve this.
1: Yes, but we do need you alive for this, and I don't want you freezing to death.
0: Oh, I'll be alive. Okay. Don't worry about me. When you look at Clarice and you remember that she said it's not safe, not anymore, you remember Clarence. Oh. It clicks.
1: Oh, right. Not anymore. <laughs> of course. Um, Clarice. Yes. I don't know if this makes sense. I'm proud of
0: you. Her teeth stop chattering for a moment and she stares at you.
1: I'm. I'm happy you found yourself.
0: She's about to say something. Mm hmm you get elbowed by Mama Coco. Ah, I got to go.
1: Right. Sorry. I'll see you later. We should talk.
0: That's the second time you've said that.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. About something different this time. And I'm around the corner with Mama Coco.
0: In order to activate Mama Coco's magic, you're gonna have to spend a hero point to raise. Raise to get her to the helm, hero point to activate part of the ship, part of the crew. Okay. But we're gonna fast cut back to Jesse. Jesse, you head up top deck to the captain's quarters.
2: I sure do.
0: It's much like yours. Two, you know, double French doors kind of deal. Inset beneath the fo'c'sle.
2: Gonna knock on the door. Enter. Adjust himself, psych himself up, and open the door.
0: You open the door to this odd captain's quarters. It's nothing like yours.
2: Does it feel like an office?
0: It absolutely feels like an office.
2: Mm. Ugh, gross.
0: And the young man sitting at the desk lifts his head up, and except for the facial scar, is the spitting image of Reginald Evenrude.
2: Captain Evenrude. good evening. Officer? Captain.
0: Yes, sir, what can I do for you?
2: He's going to start walking over the desk. Your late father and I, we go back. Not too far, but far enough. What did you think of him as a man? Hmm? Out of curiosity, that is.
0: Well, he was a man of drive and purpose. He never did anything without reason, but he was also a bastard.
2: How unfortunate that you had to think that.
0: My father made poor choices.
2: And it seems, he looks around, gestures, so have you.
0: The apple does not fall far from the tree.
2: The apple didn't leave the tree. <laughs>
0: I take it we're not here to talk about apples and trees, sir.
2: He made a point to say that I was a son of his. And I'm just trying to get to know the kind of person that he could associate me with. That is you.
0: He must have seen in you the same determination that I have. If we are truly brothers... We are not. Good. Although I wouldn't put it past him to sleep with anyone else other than my mother. My poor.
2: I watched your father perish in front of me.
0: Shame I didn't get to do it myself.
2: My apologies.
0: Did he have any last words?
2: No, I couldn't hear them for the fact that he was gurgling on his own blood.
0: Well, that does bring me some comfort. He choked on his own words. He sits at the desk and doesn't appear to be alarmed that you're here. Doesn't appear to reach... For any weapon that may be nearby perhaps in a desk drawer or something he's just sitting casually in the chair and leans back from his papers at his desk but you're not here just to deliver a message are you
2: i would like you to stand up
0: may i ask why
2: i will tell you when you stand up he raises his hands and wiggles his fingers showing them that he doesn't have anything in his hands currently although he does have a pistol and a bramble
0: he pushes the seat back from the desk and stands up in front of the desk Will this suffice? Come here. Ah, there's the rub. It's going to take me a bit if you don't mind. Why is that? Well, it's one of the reasons my father is a bastard. And he holds up his hands.
2: She she, like slowly reaches towards his pistol.
0: I'm going to reach behind my chair where my cane is resting. Go on. Takes it and stands with it and walks around the desk. This man does not have a prosthetic leg. He has a mangled leg. It seems to have been like that ever since he was born. He was never righted with a splint, never fixed, and he walks a lot slower than Gazette ever could. And he eventually makes it in front of you and stands with the cane, supporting pretty much all of his weight on that side.
1: Hmm.
2: I am going to spend a raise to figure out what he's been up to. I want to know his motives. How long have you been captain for the ATC?
0: Say, about a year or so.
2: And before that, you were part of the crew, stealing people? Kidnapping them? Placing them in your bilge?
0: Not people, but... things. Like what? Things that are not human. Go on. Monsters. Fae. Things that have no business in this world.
2: You do know that the Adbeyan is the sea of monsters, yes?
0: If one is hunting monsters, then you go to where the monsters are.
2: You take monsters from their home and do what? Use their powers and their strengths for gain? Not for good, that's for sure.
0: Well, if they're going to have a purpose, they should at least serve us. Don't you agree?
2: No. No, I highly disagree. Of course you wouldn't. What makes you think that you are better than them?
0: I don't presume to think I'm better than them. I seek to balance the scales.
2: Do you find there is a lack of balance in your line of work? I do. You truly believe that? I do. And why is that?
0: He leans on the desk to alleviate some of the pain that he's clearly feeling. And before he can get a word out, his leg gives out on him and he falls to the ground. It is not pleasant. It looks very painful. And now he's on the ground looking up at you.
2: Tessie's going to walk over and pick up his cane As you were saying?
0: Well, this perfectly illustrates the point I was going to make. It's not quite fair, is it?
2: Life is not fair. Why do you think I'm here?
0: But what if you could make it fair? Hmm?
2: That is what I'm doing.
0: And that is what I'm doing.
2: Why not storm Aragosta and take as many pirates as you want?
0: Because not all of Aragosta are magic users. Not all of Aragosta has been blessed. Or cursed, whatever it is you choose.
2: Depends on your perspective, I suppose. Sure. You see that as useful, yes? Very much so. Normally you just take pirates to brand them. Now you've stepped up to those who wield sorcery. Why? Did you get bored?
0: Does this job look boring to you?
2: (laughs) Is that a trick question?
0: Do you think I'd do anything in my life out of boredom?
2: I mean, you are captain of this ship, so I would imagine so.
0: The only time I've ever been bored in my life is right now you trying to talk to me. What are you trying to get at here? What is your purpose, if not to kill me immediately? You're trying to force-feed me some waste about, oh, we're here for freedom, we're doing things our own way. Just because my tea is a different flavor than yours does not make it no less tea.
2: You are drinking coffee compared to my tea. In fact, you are drinking piss. Do not compare our tea.
0: If you're trying to convince me that your tea is better than my coffee or my piss, I'm afraid it won't be swayed.
2: You are no fun.
0: Life isn't meant to be fun.
2: Do you know who I am? Should I? Well, your father thought he knew who I was. And yes, of course you should know who I am.
0: Well, then by all means, introduce yourself, sir, so that I may know you better.
2: And I will tell you before you die. Unlike your father, who could not get my name out before I crushed his neck.
0: You seem to lord this over me. Pardon the pun. For what, exactly? What are you trying to get out of me for that? You think I'm going to go, Oh no, you've killed my father. How dare you, you scoundrel. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad that he choked on his own blood. I am glad that your fingers were wrapped so tightly around his accursed throat that he no longer breathed- My
2: fingers? No. Captain, I'm not here to bore you. And his eyes go black, and the two teal irises. He takes his cane, and snaps it over his leg. I'm here to scare you.
0: I'm spending a danger point here. Jesse, while there is an action sequence going on, you're going to be rolling your own separate risk because you need to take control of your body again.
1: Oh, no.
0: I am going to be rolling you as Jonah. Oh, no. Continue the scene, but Jonah is in your body right now.
2: He's going to walk over, not blinking. He grabs his neck and he lifts him up by name. Is Jesse Nakansa. You would be wise to remember that when you go see the devil. His head turns. He just slowly begins to crack his neck under his hand.
0: Wayland, you get Mama Coco to the helm. Get everybody off the ship. All right. Now.
1: Right. I am instantly moving.
0: As you run down the deck, do you turn and look at Mama Coco at all?
1: Yeah, I'm eventually gonna be back because I have to talk to Ogway.
0: <laughs> she touches the helm. And you watch as her head kind of tilts back and all of a sudden the blindfold is soaking from the inside as if it's just been laid on two puddles and is slowly seeping with water. And it leaks down her face. There's a shift, not only in her demeanor, but the whole ship lurches as if it's taking a breath. And then it wiggles from side to side as if it's moving like a shark. He's
2: dancing and jiving. Dancing and jiving. It's grooving.
0: Everybody on the deck is like, what is going on? Oh my God, what is happening? Jesse, in the captain's quarters, you hear the creak of this ship as it begins to be alive. And it's so jarring that it knocks you off of your feet. First of all, not only is the ship moving from left to right, but it is now moving up and down as well. It is moving like a living creature.
2: So Jesse gets thrown and he's still holding him and he uses the captain as a brace, crushes him against whatever, and he stands back up and he turns and he throws him out of the door onto the deck and unsheaths his sword and pulls out his pistol and walks out onto the deck. Who's out there?
0: Well, currently, there's a bunch of people out there, of the crew of the Nightingale, who are all knocked off their feet or are clinging to a mast for dear life or whatever. Wayland is out there. Mama Coco is out there. However, she's being controlled by Captain Ogway right now. And all of the people that you've spoken with are on the top deck, waiting at the starboard side.
2: Jesse's eyes are still black and teal, and he turns to them... It's like he's empty. Expression of emptiness. Turns back to the rest of the crew that are all freaking out. And he's going to walk up to one of them and just stab him in the chest with Bramble. And pull his sword out and look over to someone else. Shoot his pistol and just start hacking away at people.
1: Waylon looks on horrified as this happens. But is still going to carry forward and do what he was doing before. Whips around and very, very quickly bows to Captain Agwe.
0: Agwe turns his head to you.
1: Captain, with greatest respect, you do have control of this vessel. However, I would like to talk before you go chasing after Tiburon.
0: Meanwhile, Jonah is killing people left and right. There is something of grave importance we have to discuss that you would be very interested to
1: hear. Running towards everybody Cause I imagine we are like getting very close to an hour's time.
0: Turn that shit off now! All of a sudden you hear all the sails at once flap.
1: Where's Charles? Do I see Charles?
0: You don't see Charles. Fuck me. You're helping these people get on your ship because not all of them are pirates. No. They have no idea how to jump to another ship. Everything that is wet begins to frost over. The temperature drops so low that you can see your breath. Every rope begins to rattle with icicles, and that chill spreads. As the camera pulls up and away, we see a bloody path carved in the planks.
1: And I just feel that chill behind me. Jesse.
0: You look, Jesse's body is there, but behind those eyes, ...is the devil himself.
2: Good evening, lad. Jesse's not around right now. Shit! Can I take a message for you? I'll deal with you in a moment. Ah, of course you will. You've got no choice. And he starts going back to cutting down and tossing sailors left and right.
0: Meanwhile, the entire ship begins to move and writhe as if it's a gigantic creature of the sea... And as you're helping Clarice mount the railing, she misses and falls into the water. Fuck. That is where we're ending the dramatic sequence. Fuck me! (laughs) And beginning the action Oh, okay,
1: wait, hang on. We have... Okay, we're good. All right, nope, we're good. I'm remembering things. Now,
0: Jesse, you were on the deck of the Nightingale, and you were talking down to Evenrood. And then when you blink your eyes... The deck beneath you is no longer kept, no longer whole. You lift your head up and look around you, and you are in a decrepit, decaying quarters. The windows are broken and shattered. The accoutrements on the wall are bones. And I don't mean the bones of a ship. I mean bones of people, bones of animals. And you're sitting at a ruined desk and sitting across from you is Mad Maeve. Shit. Well, did it work?
2: What am I doing here?
0: (laughs) I can't believe it worked. Oh, this is great.
2: What did you do to me? He looks down at his arms and his hands.
0: Buddy, (laughs) your right hand is just bones. There's no muscle, there's no skin, there's no tendons.
2: And a nice, deep, burned pee in the back of his hand.
0: Yep. You smell burning flesh. You smell singed hair. And you look down at your chest, and there is a gaping hole over your heart that seems to always be smoldering. It's ruined your coat that you put on. But nothing else. It hasn't caught the rest of it on fire. Your shirt is singed and torn. Away from it, and that is where the Charter Bird, or Captain Gonzalez, stabbed you through the heart.
2: What the actual fuck?
0: Tell me. And she puts her elbows on the desk and then proceeds to crawl as close as she dares and sits with her chin on her hands. I want to know the look on his face when you ran him through. Did he die screaming? Did he ask God save me? Was Samuel there?
2: He's not there.
0: The gleeful smile instantly shifts. Mad Babe stands up and slams her hands on the decrepit desk. Then she grabs the desk and flips it. Liar!
2: There's a moment where the shadowy face of Jesse jumps out mid-scream and then jumps back in.
0: Oh, I know. I know. I apologize for misleading you. Of course there had to be a cliffhanger here. Otherwise, the article would have lasted probably three hours. And let's face it, we like things in smaller chunks. I hope the extended article was worth it. The next time we'll be doing it, is for the finale anyway until next time friends remember that power tends to corrupt if not kept in check and be safe and well